This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Yo, yo, yo. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message. It is Friday, January 28th, 2022. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. As always, do me a favor, subscribe, especially to the fine folks over there at Rumble because something weird's going on with YouTube. We all know it. We covered it yesterday. So uh, give us a little uh, tap of that notification bell over on uh, Rumble and let's see what happens. Uh, this is a very big day for me and the entire Ruben Report team because finally within the last hour, the truck with all of our stuff from Los Angeles has arrived. So I wanna put a disclaimer at the top of the show today. You might hear some screaming, you might hear some yelling, you might hear some banging and moving, hopefully not too much crashing and shattering. Uh, but there's a whole bunch of people in the house moving us in, and it's a very exciting time. I will not have to sit on just one Ikea chair as I've been doing for the last week. And you guys, Connor, Michael, very exciting. You're not gonna have to sit on the floor anymore. This is very exciting. You won't have to sit on the floor, and you won't have to sit on the floor. Yeah, all of our stuff is coming. Some of the pieces we've been missing from the studio will be here. I'm gonna have my own bed again, my couch, my blankets and pillows. Gonna be able to cook with my stuff. It's all good, it's all good. So uh, anyway, there's a whole bunch of people here, so you might hear a little little banging and stuff. Don't worry, we're not under attack, as far as I know. Uh, we got three stories for you. The big thing yesterday, of course, is that Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer is stepping down and he is going to be replaced. Uh, well, the nominee will be selected by President Joe Biden, the man pretending to be President Joe Biden, and they had a press conference yesterday, and Joe, said that whoever he chooses is going to be a black woman, which I'm pretty sure is pretty much against everything that the Supreme Court stands for. And he said it right in front of Breyer. We got a whole bunch of video on that. And then of course the harpies, these crazy people over at The View, they chimed in on it. And if you thought the video that we showed you of Whoopi Goldberg talking about COVID yesterday was nuts, well, just wait till Joy Behar chimes in with her brand of, her special brand, I should say, of progressive racism when talking about uh, one of the other Supreme Court justices who happens to be a black man. I think you know who I'm talking about. Uh, the second story, you know, you guys have been asking me for a couple weeks now, last week and a half or so, uh, to talk about this Canadian truckers situation. And I just wanted to get a little bit more info. I wanted to get some more video. I wanted to talk to a couple people about it. And now this story is really, really breaking through. There is what they are saying is possibly the world's largest trucker caravan going across Canada right now in protest of the Trudeau government, in protest of these draconian mandates, in protest of all of the endless lockdown lunacy that has really just racked Canada in some ways worse than any other Western nation, maybe Australia, maybe parts of the United States, obviously, uh, but Canada really has taken a special brand of this insanity and the people have had enough and they are stepping up against uh, Justin Trudeau and the Canadian government and I'm here for him and I know we have a lot of Canadians that watch the show and I, I love Canada. It sucks that I can't go to Canada 
anymore because I am unsullied, uh, but I hope to get back there one day and I welcome as many Canadians as want to come to the great state of Florida as they would like. So we're gonna talk about that. Uh, and then finally, uh, you know, we haven't done too much about Bitcoin here, but I thought this was an important story. We've done a little bit. I thought this was an important story that uh, the Biden administration is now talking about regulating Bitcoin. And it's like, man, 10 years ago, it was like, Bitcoin is nothing. It's just some fringe thing. Then eight years ago, it was like, oh, they're using it on the dark web. Then, you know, five years ago, it was like, ah, some people are sort of trading some things. Then three years ago, oh, people can now use Bitcoin to get credit cards to actually make real purchases. And now it's an enemy of the federal government. So very, very interesting stuff. Oh, and before we do anything else, and guys, this is, this is really important. We've got some Rubin Report breaking news. As you may have heard, uh, it's been very chilly here in South Florida for the past week or so. Temperatures possibly dropping below 40 degrees. And there is a warning that has been spread throughout Southern Florida. I believe we have a map here. Frozen iguanas, okay, people? These frozen iguanas are possibly going to freeze while they are in trees. They become some sort of comatose situation and they will actually fall out of trees and they could potentially hit you in the head. This happens, of course, when it dips below 40 degrees and iguanas could literally fall out of the sky. My God, it's happening right now. I can't believe it. Iguanas just falling endlessly, one could fall any moment. Right now, you never, oh, there's another one, holy cow, and we're indoors, which is even doubly weird. It's just very strange. Iguanas could be sliding in, they could be hitting you in any which way. Oh my God, they're everywhere, can you? This is actually an alligator. We couldn't get an iguana that quickly. We tried, we tried, we went to Target this morning, we tried to get an iguana. This is Clyde's alligator. Uh, Michael was kind enough to get Clyde this alligator when we moved in here because every dog in Florida should have an alligator. Uh, so th there's a little, we call that a comedy bit for you people. Hope you enjoyed it there. I'm, I'm gonna keep the alligator. I'm gonna keep, I feel like maybe there'll be, ah, there could be some use for it or you wanna throw it, throw it at me at an opportune time later in the show. There you go. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. All right, let's talk about the Supreme Court. So Stephen Breyer, who is one of the more liberal members of the Supreme Court, I would say liberal in the basically decent sense of the word liberal, which as you know, has been mucked up pretty badly over the last couple of years. He's not a crazy leftist. He's sort of a moderate liberal. You may not agree with his positions, but I think for the most part, people think he's a pretty principled guy and we want some level of balance between liberalism and conservatism on the Supreme Court. That's what I would want, at least. Well, he has decided that he's gonna step down. He's obviously in his, I believe, late 70s. We sort of knew that this was coming at some point. There was even a rumor that he was gonna do it during the Trump administration, so he waited long enough so that Biden is in charge, so it'll, it's a little more of a friendly, right, if you're a, if you're a liberal, that your replacement is most likely gonna be on that side of the aisle, or at least be the guy nominated, and then we see what happens 
in the Senate. Uh, but as you can imagine, because everyone is insane, this has brought out all of the crazy people and the partisans to just start screaming about sexism and racism and everything else. And then there's this program, as you know, called The View. I think it's on right now. Not that any of you are watching it. I think it's on at 11 a.m. Eastern too. So please don't watch this thing. I'm glad you're with me. Uh, but Joy Behar, who once was all right, she really was. I used to see her on the Upper West, talk to her and her husband, Joy, what happened to you? Well, listen to Joy's special brand of progressive racism. You know, you wait the case that, that somebody like Amy Coney Barrett uh, was put in there because she's a white woman yeah. who they say, well, she'll go against abortion rights and she's a woman. So that was deliberate, I think. Clarence Thomas, a, a black guy, a black man, a justice. OK, I'll give it to him. He's a smart guy. But he is to the right of Attila the Hun, this guy. And they put him in there thinking, oh, a black man will go against voting rights, and which I, is what he does. And it was a terrible. And it's a very tricky business they're pulling over there when you think about it. Not to mention the fact that Mitch McConnell has no concept of the law when it comes to the Supreme they, Court. They know the law. They're not following it. Well, they don't want to follow it. No, and it. he's that allowed to issue. not follow it. It's terribly disrespectful to appoint someone like Clarence Thomas with his philosophies to the seat of Thurgood Marshall, a civil rights. I know. Yes. And it was also with his wife's, right there. With, well, with his ac wife's activities, um, activities and, yeah. involving well, the insurrection. Yeah, let's that's not even get into that because that's really the whole show. <laughs> and, uh, all we have to do is start talking about her and we'll oh, be here the rest of the Yeah, we should talk about that Not today. My God, these women are insane. And The View is a program on ABC, which is one of the biggest networks, literally in the entire world, not just in America. And that is pumped out to millions, mostly housewives, all over the country who are brainwashed by their dribble. So first off, it's interesting because Joy says this idea that Amy Coney Barrett, Amy Coney Barrett was only selected because she's a white woman. Well, we'll get to Joe Biden literally saying he's only gonna select a black female. So it's like, if you like identity politics, you like it, and if you don't like it, you don't like it. I don't care if you select a white person, a black person, a woman, a female, a uh, giant, a midget, none of it matters to me. Do you know the law? Will you, will you make your decisions according to the law as a judge in the highest court of the land? That would be me, but I am old school. Uh, that would be me, okay. Uh, so first she says that, then she says these crazy things about Clarence Thomas. I mean, he's to the right of Attila the Hun, and he's a black man, but she's really taking away his blackness, right? Because she's not, because he's not the right type of black man for a good white progressive like Joy Behar. Joy Behar knows what black men should think, and if you are a black man who doesn't think what Joy Behar thinks you should think, you ain't no black man. Who was that guy that said, you ain't black if you don't vote for me? Wasn't there a guy that did that? There was an elderly man, what, uh, Biden. Yeah, that was Joe Biden, remember that? You ain't black if you don't vote for me. Do you see who the modern racists are? There is no racism out of any mainstream conservative that could possibly match the level of racism that comes out of these people's mouths every single day in the name of tolerance. She does not like Clarence Thomas's worldview. She does not like the way he governs, so she's taking away his blackness. She, by the way, also says that he's taking away voting rights. Now notice, they never give you any evidence of that. Clarence Thomas, Clarence Thomas wants things like, you know, you should have an ID to vote people who aren't legally uh, citizens of the United States. Maybe they shouldn't be allowed to vote, shit like that. 
okay? But she thinks that that means somehow he doesn't want black people to vote. These people are racists. This is the same type of pernicious racism that we saw uh, during Larry Elder's campaign for governor in California, where the Los Angeles Times dared to call him the black face of white supremacy. And old Joe Biden showed up the day before the recall and said without saying Larry Elder's name, he would not even say the black man's name. Uh, He said that he is a Trump clone, Larry Elder, the son of a janitor who grew up in South Central LA. These people are racist. They are racists. They are the new racists. And I don't like to play that game because these words have all been so mangled and mucked and everything else, but there's no way to describe it. Identity politics rots the brain, period. I don't care that it's a woman, a man, gay dude, whatever. Nobody cares except them and we are, we are letting them rot the system. Now, I thought we'd juxtapose that, you know I love that word, we juxtapose that with some video of Stephen Breyer talking yesterday uh, about what he believes America is and I think you'll actually be pleasantly surprised. A country that was dedicated uh, to uh, liberty and the proposition that all men are created equal. Conceived in liberty, those are his words and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. He meant women too. And uh, we are now engaged in a great civil war to determine whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. See, those are the words I want. To see an experiment. And that's what he thought. It's an experiment. And I found some letters that George Washington wrote where he said the same thing. It's an experiment. That experiment existed then because even the liberals in Europe, you know, they're looking over here and they say it's a great idea in principle, but it'll never work. Uh, But we'll show them it does. That's what Washington thought. And that's what Lincoln thought. And that's what people still think today. And I say, well, I want you, and I'm talking to the students now. I say, I want you to pick just this up. It's an experiment that's still going on. And I'll tell you something. You know who will see whether that experiment works? It's you, my friend. It's you, Mr. High School student. It's you, Mr. College student. It's you, Mr. Law School students. It's us, but it's you. It's that next generation and the one after that. Isn't that actually beautiful? Because he's right, not only is he quoting George Washington, but he's quoting the founding documents. He said the word liberty. When's the last time you heard a liberal say the word liberty, which is why I described him as sort of a moderate liberal, not what we think the modern left has become. He's talking about equality. We are all created equal. The ongoing experiment, I talk about the experiment all the time. My friend Dennis Prager has been talking about the American experiment, the idea that we could govern ourselves in these different states, decide how we want to do it, pick up and leave if we don't like what's going on. This great experiment in self-governance, it's all here. And by the way, that is a true classical liberal idea but I don't wanna get too lost in all of that. So I thought that that was actually pretty refreshing because in essence, he's saying, hey, skin color doesn't matter, gender doesn't matter, sexuality doesn't matter, equality under the law matters. Now, ironically, that's very different than what the guy who was standing behind him was about to say when he talked about who he was going to replace Stephen Breyer with. The person I will nominate will be someone with extraordinary qualifications character, experience, and integrity. 
And that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. It's long overdue in my view. You know, one of the things you can't do in the United States is hire based on skin color. That's what the Civil Rights Act is all about, okay? We've had that for about 50 plus years. That used to be something that everyone thought was a good thing, that we would be colorblind when it came to hiring. But now at the highest levels of government, the leader, supposed leader of the executive branch, says that I will hire a qualified person. And by the way, qualified person, that's great. And by the way, there are probably thousands thousands of qualified black females for this job. Absolutely, there's just no doubt about it, right? Great legal minds, no doubt about it. Now, I may disagree with some of their legal conclusions or something like that, but there's no doubt. The idea that you would say, this is the pool of people that I am choosing from because we better have a black woman on there is actual racism. It is the neo-racism that has been normalized by the left and has been used by sort of brain damaged people like Joy Behar to convince average Americans that racism is actually good. Do you think that Dr. Martin Luther King, when he did not want his children to be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character, would be looking at a day like yesterday, listening to the president of the United States say, hey, we're hiring based on skin color. Do you think that's what he wanted or have they twisted and perverted the very meaning of the word equality into this twisted equity thing that has nothing to do with equality because equity is about breaking people down. Equality is about getting everybody to the same starting point, okay? Uh, giving everybody the same uh, equality of opportunity. So these people are racists. And I would say to you, if you're a minority watching this, whatever that means to you, if you are Latino, if you are Asian, if you are Indian, if you are a lesbian, if you are trans, why didn't he pick one of you? And if he did, would you want him to pick one of you just on the basis of that? But think about it, there are no Asian Supreme Court justices. Asians actually score way better on most testing. We know all the stuff about how Harvard actually discriminates against Asians because too many Asians were getting into Harvard. That's another type of neo-racism sold to us by the left, right? So what is really going on here? Are these people for minorities or, call me crazy on this one, little, Dave's gonna go on a little conspiracy theory right now. Could it be that the Democrats and the left actually just want black people as pawns? That they only want them because of identity politics. They want to make sure through fake gestures, like saying, ah, you see a certain amount of black people got Oscars. And ah, you see we have an exactly proportionate amount of black people on the Supreme Court, et cetera, et cetera. That black people will never think, oh, maybe we should not vote for these people anymore. These people who institute all of these policies that destroy our city through removing police officers, that keep us on the government dole, that do all of these things, put us in housing that we can't get out of because it creates generational need to basically stay in the same place, all of this stuff. Do you think that might be it? But we'll go on a little bit more. We've got more videotape for you. At the end, Joe said, eh, I'm not even gonna take questions and then watch what he does with his mask. Thank you all so very, very much for being here. And I'm not gonna take any questions because I think it's inappropriate to uh, take questions uh, with the justice here. He's still sitting on the bench and I'm gonna give you the mask back. And, uh, but, You'll have plenty of opportunities to get me later today and for the rest of the week, the next week, too. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.
Sir, what will it mean to you to pick the first black woman on the court? Ah, the energy, the vitality, the sense of commandeering the podium by that guy. Uh, look, actually, it's not that big of a deal that he didn't take questions in this moment. Yes, he could have. He rarely does take questions. He questions, he usually just sits there kind of frozen. Uh, in this instance, I will give him a little bit of a, a leash on this because this, the justice was right there, so perhaps he didn't want to politicize it, of course. That's really nonsense. We all under, really understand that because it's like it's all, it's all politics. The funnier part of that really was just that then he takes the mask, which I believe may have been a backup mask for Breyer or maybe it was his mask. It doesn't even matter. It just shows you all of the nonsense. He's not wearing a mask when he talks. Then he pretends to put the mask on. Then he obviously takes it off when he goes backstage. He touches the mask and then right after if you watch the video again, he touches the mask, he hands it to Briar, then he touches his face. It's like he's 78 years old, Briar is, can I get the age on Briar? I'm guessing Briar's, I said late 70s before, he might even be in his early 80s, whatever it might be. It's like old guys touching masks, touching faces, the same people who, you know, two weeks ago, Briar was making Supreme Court decisions related to OSHA mandates and whether you know the government could force you to get vaccinated and everything else. Breyer's 83 years old, so maybe, Joe, you don't wanna touch the mask and touch your face and hand it to Breyer and put it in his pocket. And... All right, let's leave America for a little bit and talk about Canada. So I know a lot of you have wanted me to talk about this story uh, and, it, and it's really breaking right now and I hope that I can give it a little bit of a boost because it's really important and surprise, surprise, it's being completely ignored by mainstream media, and I think you'll know why by the end of this. Uh, so we've got some info here from the Daily Wire on what's going on in Canada right now. A massive convoy of trucks currently crossing Canada, which is protesting against vaccine mandates for truckers at the Canada-US border, as well as drivers being forced to wear masks in trucks, may prove to be the longest truck convoy ever recorded. The truckers hope to make it to Ottawa, Canada's capital, by Saturday to stage their protest. If the convoy holds together, it could be 10 times larger than the world record. The Sun noted, pointing out that Guinness states the trucks are coming from all over, and some estimates have speculated 10,000 trucks could compromise the convoy. So the, the longest uh, convoy of trucks that's ever happened before uh, was from Egypt a couple years ago. This looks like it's gonna be much, much bigger than that. And actually, let's uh, show you some video. This is, over, this is video of over 50,000 Canadian truckers forming a caravan. This is seriously extraordinary stuff. You guys know this. Canadians aren't outspoken. When's the last time you were somewhere and it was like, those Canadians won't shut up. You know, when's the last time a Canadian got into a fight? Like you have to push a Canadian really far. There's not a lot of them. They have a huge amount of space. It's kind of chilly up there. Like 
you know, they're usually kind of funny, pleasant people. Like they have pushed Canadians far enough. 50,000 truckers forming this caravan. It's, it's absolutely extraordinary. The amount of people on the roads and it's cold out there. So people out there bringing kids, waving flags. Uh, you know, you may remember that I had Maxime Bernier on the show uh, probably about two years ago. I think I've had him on a few times actually. And I've done some events with him up in Canada and I toured up in Canada with Jordan Peterson. And you know, a lot of libertarian types were coming to our events and they were all always sold out. And uh, Maxime Bernier runs the uh, People's Party of Canada. And although they have not done particularly well in the elections, because Canada really has like an even more entrenched conservative liberal two-party duopoly than we do, um, it's clear that they have, that Justin Trudeau and these authoritarian lunatics, they've ignited something. They've ignited the spirit of freedom in Canada. And this is good. And speaking of good, let's talk about bad. Here's Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. We know the way through this pandemic is by getting everyone vaccinated. And the overwhelming majority, close to 90% of Canadians have done exactly that. The small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. Man, what an inauthentic, smug, douchebag, really. For first off, this thing where they whisper while they're telling you, Biden does this all the time too. You know, these people who are very mean there and we are the nice guys. Like he just, like you know he like kills kittens or something. Like he's just absolutely awful. Uh, he calls this caravan of 50,000 truckers and all of their supporters, which never happens in Canada, nothing like this. Uh, they're a fringe minority, right? Uh, he also says that, you know, these unvaxxed people, basically they're to blame for the pandemic. And it's just like absolute nonsense. What this all started with also was the fact that these truck drivers just didn't want to wear masks while they were in their trucks alone. These people are just absolutely awful. I think we have a little more video from uh, one of the caravans, right? Do we have that? I'm yeah, turning got- 13 year, years old tomorrow and I just wanted to say best birthday gift ever, having you guys fighting for us. I am so glad for you truckers, you rock. Hi, my name is Matthew, I'm 12 years old and I'm from Alberta and I just want to say, you guys are awesome, keep on trucking. Good night, truckers, thank you. To Santa Canada, truckers. I got a little guy here that wants to say something to the truckers. Hello, I'm Kalia. I'm 10 years old. I come from Manitoba. I just wanted to thank you guys for what you did. I'm praying for you. I love you guys. Hi, my name is AJ and I'm eight years old and I would just like to say thank you for all you guys do. 
small fringe minority, small fringe minority. The kids you're listening to there, obviously, uh, their folks are having them call in often on CB radio just to offer guys some support as they're getting out there. These are good, decent, freedom-loving people. These are not racists. These are not people with fringe views. They don't like Trudeau. They don't like authoritarianism. They don't like mandates. And God bless you guys and anything I can do to help you, I am going to do. Oh, and just to wrap this up, I mentioned at the top of this story, it's like, why aren't you seeing this on CNN? Why aren't you seeing this on MSNBC? Was this on the cover of uh, the New York Times today, Washington Post? Is it on CNN.com right now? Michael, would you do that for me real quick? CNN.com right now. Let's go to the front page. Do they have anything on the front page of CNN.com, a very trusted news source? Eh, Nothing, he's giving me a big no. Now, isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? This huge revolt in Canada, much like it's happening all over Australia, and they don't show you that in mainstream media. Could it possibly be, could it possibly be that uh, the mainstream media doesn't want you realizing that you actually have some power over your life, that there's other people like you out there, that the jig is almost up? You know. Don't ban me, YouTube. Just saying what I think. All right, guys, we got one more for you. I got to do it somewhat quickly because I am on outnumbered on Fox News at noon, and we got a bunch to do in the next hour or so. Uh, but I wanted to talk about this Bitcoin story. Uh, we've got a quote here from Barron's. The Biden administration is preparing to release an executive action that will task federal agencies with regulating digital assets such as Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies as a matter of national security. A person familiar with the White House's plans Tell Barron's the National Security Memorandum expected to come in the next few weeks would task parts of the government with analyzing digital assets and assembling a regulatory framework that covers cryptos, stable coins, and NFTs or non-fungible tokens, this person said. The State Department, Treasury Department, National Economic Council, and Council of Economic Advisors would all be involved in the initiative. The White House National Security Council would also be involved, the person said, since crypto has economic implications for national security. Along those lines, the administration would instruct agencies to work on harmonizing regulations of digital assets between countries. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about Bitcoin here. Actually, if you want just sort of Bitcoin 101, I did an interview a few months back with my friend and one of our locals investors, uh, Alex Lloyd, who wrote a book, he co-wrote a book called uh, The Little Bitcoin Book, I believe that's the title, and you can do a little more Bitcoin 101. But in essence, this idea of a decentralized currency that no one, the Fed nor any government, is fully controlling and it is traded between people Okay, and then you can have you know these NFTs, these digital assets that you are trading between people. This is the biggest threat that exists really to the sort of monolithic one state, one world government that seemingly wants to lock us all in our rooms, have us strapped into VR headsets, and you know offer us a bunch of gruel to occasionally eat out of as we uh, play whatever the hell it is that we're playing on uh, in the metaverse all day long. Uh, so this is this is should not be surprising. What I think is interesting about it, the reason I wanted to cover it, was because of the way it has sort of creeped on us that Bitcoin was and crypto were these fringe things, and then it was like, oh, okay, it's used in the dark web, or people are selling drugs on it, something like that. Then it starts getting used. Then there are these digital wallets. And I've got a little bit of crypto where you can trade when it goes up and down. You can trade it like a stock, and then you can take some of your crypto money and you can actually convert it 
say into a MasterCard and buy real products and it was kind of good. And then El Salvador said that they are gonna start taking cryptocurrency. And then next thing you know, within a matter of just a couple years, it's a national security threat a national security threat to the United States, and they're gonna to try to figure out who's got Bitcoin and how they've got it and everything else. So there is a through line to today's show from starting with Breyer, talking about freedom, then going over to this truck convoy, these people who care about freedom, and then that there is a currency, a new digital currency that is trying to free the people. I'm gonna keep trying to free the people. I hope you will join me. Uh, guys, part two of my interview with Marco Rubio, senator from the free state of Florida, is up on YouTube and Rumble right now. And of course, the full thing is up already at rubenreport.locals.com. Uh, I am on Outnumbered on Fox at noon Eastern time. And if you wanna play along, join us at rubenreport.locals.com. And I'm very excited because I'm gonna be sleeping in my own bed tonight. Do you still have the alligator? Where's the alligator? You wanna throw it at me one more time? There we go. Big show, big show. All right, see you tomorrow. No, see you Monday. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you wanna connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubenreport.locals.com.